Welcome back to the rest of the friendship episode with Liz. We had such a good time. As I said last week, there was no way I was going to shorten it. So upcoming is more about friendship, more about what you would do for a friend. And I really hope you enjoy it. Before we go into the episode, though, I just want to bring up the C word for a sec. I love these candles that I get for people every single year. They're called Imperial Candles. They do soy wax candles. And in every single one, you get this like surprise jewel. So you burn it down and you get this little foil packet. And inside there is either a ring or some earrings or a necklace. And they're worth between £20 and £2,000. They're literally the best gift ever and I'm not sponsored by them at all. I do have a special link that you can go through. So head to my Instagram account to get the link to there. They're just really good stocking fillers or presents for people like your in-laws or your sister-in-laws or even your parents. Or you can just buy them for yourself and if you're like me, you will get impatient and burn it for about two minutes and then just dig down and try and find see if you've won like two thousand pounds worth of a jewel they do like soy wax melts and bath bombs as well and i always rave about them especially at this time of year so i just thought i'd give a little shout out to you guys if you're interested as i said head over to my instagram at mj andrew so that's e-m-j andrew like the first name and if you go to the link in my bio you will see that there is a little link to the shop from there so without further ado i'm going to take you back to my episode with liz i remember um i find with with female friends there's this lioness type quality of we will get a bit territorial of one another and um, so if a new, we still do it now for a sort of a joke, but for years, if any one of us dared make a new friend <laughs> outside of the group, it was chaos. And it was just like, we, you know, it's not, not very nice of us, but we would instantly hate that girl. Mm. Like, nah, this bitch isn't coming in. You know, she's going to take her away from it. You know, it was just constant and we still now for a joke will be like oh right I see you spent the weekend with such and such how was that then you know mm. we get like um like territorial jealous bitches over each other and get really you know but particularly if a guy upsets one of us it is it's not good for the guy it's just yeah not good. I bet and this one time there was a guy who had been treating one of my best friends very badly and I hated him I hated his guts and she rang me and she said look she was coming over to my house and she said look he is he's giving me a lift okay I'm with him at the moment he's giving me a lift and I was like oh okay that's interesting so I went to the kitchen and I got a meat cleaver and I answered the door with this fucking knife in my hand and waved it at him and was like off you go go on off you go and he just zoomed off and I was like yes just be aware that if you upset my friend, there's going to be some consequences. Anyway, she came and she, I can't believe you just waved a knife at him. But, you know, I actually could probably get in trouble with the police by that. But, you know, as a friend, you just got to let them know exactly where they stand. <laughs> I literally love that. I love, I love that. And it's so true. Friends get 
so protective of you. I've, I've, I'm really protective of my, of my best friend yeah. and she's had some relationships that are not, and she'll, she'll admit that they are, they were shit. Yeah. The people that she had been with were shits. Yeah. And I, I would get so, I'd get more angry if somebody, I think, I, I think it's a quite a general thing, but I get more angry if somebody hurts my friend than oh, yeah. if they were to hurt yeah. me. Um, and there's like this, this, this sudden rage that fills you up that you would never have experienced if somebody had done it to you. You would have read about this in the book. This girl beat me up and I'll never forget it because it was just the most, I mean, I don't think you could write better comedy because (laughs) this girl, this girl had smashed my head against the wall beforehand over Sam. Yeah. Um, He's not, this isn't actually his name, by the way, if you're listening, this is don't, don't go and Google Sam. And, um, yeah, so this girl had smashed my head against the wall on school photo day, which I think is absolutely unfair. Great year 11 photo I had done that, that year, but she really had it in for me. We had some ball. It was some kind of Christmas thing. She went for me again and she started, she came up to me, she was shouting, she was screaming right in my face and me being me was trying to calm her down trying to talk my way out of the situation and she punches me straight in the face oh my, God. my friend didn't miss a beat straight <laughs> back in her face and so everyone kind of got involved everyone pulled everyone apart and that was that and then a bit later I was talking to Sam and this girl comes up you fucking ginger whore and I said right Melanie again, make up a name, just say whatever you have to say to me and be done with it. Because, you know, I'm not going to like fight you. Just say whatever you want and then just leave me alone. And it was literally just me, Sam and this girl. And she started saying, you know what I think about you? I think you're a fucking ginger. And my friend comes out of nowhere. You what? smacks around the face I'm not condoning violence but it was the funniest thing in retrospect that I've ever seen because she literally appeared out of nowhere came out of nowhere and she once again had some ridiculously clever line which seeing as we were all absolutely pissed off our heads it was just the best it was the best way that a friend could ever defend you and again like I'm not I don't go down violent she's not a violent person at all but she, she was you. and that's I think that is so important because you you rarely get that bond I mean sisters yes you have the same yeah. similar thing I think but friendship that's really you know where it doesn't matter if your friends in the wrong or in the right you kind of will just get yeah. behind them but about this girl Melanie by the time of my 18th birthday she came out for my 18th birthday with us on a night out. You became friends? We became mates, I'd say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that was really weird because this girl had, got, had basically beaten me up twice. I think when you're younger as well, friendships can go in much more quickly in different directions mm. you, you know, I, there was times at school I remember being spat on by a 
girl one week and we were she was coming over for a sleepover the next week you know like that's <laughs> longer. it does I think those your friendships do have they move quicker and it's mm. kind of like in and out in and out up and down up and down you know but you get there's always those like people that there's so much love bombing goes on I think when you're teenagers as well best mates and then it's this you know a massive war happens and then you're not friends and you are and I think like now it's it's much more things calm down I think when <laughs> you get older like the whole um intensities of friendships and stuff mm. but that is interesting that you became after she physically assaulted you yeah mm. yeah I I think I don't know I don't know I can't remember the reason why we became friends but I didn't really hold a grudge because I think uh, we both knew who Sam was and we both knew the pain that he could put people through and that was and I think maybe we bonded over that I think but actually it's quite a common thing for ex-wives to become very good friends there's a there's a massive bond that can be made between females who have both been hurt by the same man. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I guess you've all been in the same places. Yeah. Yeah. Physically and literally. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think forgiveness with friendship is really important. And I think you go through different stages of life and you go through different um, seasons of friendship I think with people um, but I think it's acknowledging when is the time to change your friendship yeah. or to leave if, if you're falling out with somebody because of who of what they what they repeatedly do because of who they are I think it's not worth it and you're better to cut and run like I should have cut and run with the particular friend I was talking about yeah. with my wedding a lot sooner but there's been times with my best friends where we've grown distant mm. for whatever reason, but there's been no grand fallout or, yeah. you know, and, and it was just the fact that we were both going through growth periods and changing and discovering a little bit more about who we are. Yeah. And yeah. that's that really. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that you can be friends with the opposite sex? Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually live with three guys, and um, all straight. No, one is gay, um, and they when so when I moved back to London, I'd never I'd never lived with people who I didn't know before. I've always either lived on my own with one or two friends that I or that are already friends or a boyfriend. So. Um, it was the first time I was going into kind of a house share situation and I had when I was looking for places to live was kind of automatically looking to share with girls it was sort of that was what I just went for and then a situation came up with um my friend's boyfriend was moving out of his house and it was in the area I was looking way under my budget so I was like yeah perfect um and I really liked yeah really liked the area and I'd met one of them before one of the guys before really liked him so I was like okay it's perfect location definitely affordable and the only compromise is that it's with guys I'm sure I can put up with that and what's actually what it's actually ended up happening is that I live in a environment where there's no bitching 
there's no um there's no worry about saying oh can guys the kitchen's a mess and likewise for them you know i'm not i'm i'm probably the messiest it's not like oh i live with a load of messy guys i'm probably one of the messiest you know it's not um it's just so chill it's not there's no cliquey nonsense there's no love bombing there's no we have to go out and do all this together we have to make dinner together we have to all watch film together there's no falling out there's no there's none of that stuff that comes with a new group of girls and I think if I had moved into a pre-established group of females I mean that can just be horrific it can be awful and I've, I've had friends that have lived with groups of girls and it's just been a nightmare it's just been bitchy and territorial and backstabby and just ugh. so I I really enjoy my friendships with these guys and you know and I can talk to them on a level where it's really nice to get a male point of view sometimes um in situations and they can get come come at things from a very very different standpoint from their own different experiences from their own you know as a guy, do you think that this is okay? Or do you, would you, would you treat a girl like this or in a work situation as a guy or as a, you know, it's very interesting to have that kind of dynamic. And when they look out for me, it's really lovely because it feels like it's, and it's all completely platonic and it's just coming from a total place of, of friendship. And it's, you know, there's no lines crossed, there's no lines blurred, we're all just friends, and it's it's really lovely. I've got some really, really nice male friends, actually. Really nice male friends, and I don't think, I'm not friends with any guys where there is that, oh, are we, aren't we, you know. And Because I, I actually think as soon as it becomes that, I find it very difficult for it to remain friends. Do you have any guy friends either that you're, you're close with who get a girlfriend who becomes not jealous but have you ever found that affects a friendship with a male friend I don't think I've ever experienced that actually I don't know if um no I haven't experienced that that I know of I guess whether it's been a thing and I've just not been aware I don't know but I've never been aware of that situation possibly at school Mm. yeah because I I think it's interesting because I think some people do and girls do it too in the sense of like they'll get into a relationship and they'll disappear for a bit yeah but that's not because there's any kind of jealousy or threat from the partner it's just because they are so they're in that yeah yeah um but I think that I, I, I know there is definitely some people who would be a bit funny about their partner or wife or girlfriend or whatever having lots of male friends or lots of female friends well, i actually remember with the there was i've been in a relationship i've been the girlfriend where i've gone okay i know you're friends but that's too much for instance i was in a relationship this is years and years ago in a relationship with a complete twat and um i saw on facebook pictures of him with a group of girls and they were all shaving his chest and then there was I saw like naked pictures you know like they're all having this hilarious sleepover type situation but they're all friends and I was like 
I don't really want a relationship like that. I'm not, nah, I'm too old for that shit. And then also actually in another relationship, my boyfriend would hold hands with this friend that he was very, this girl that he was really good friends with. And I knew they were just friends. They'd spent a lot of time around both, but I just was like, no, sorry, that's, that's, that's a line. I'm not, nah. That would, I think that'd be weird for me. That, like that is weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of, when I was in, when I was like sick form friend, like when I had that group of friends I was talking about in Malvern and there was obviously um, John and was in as part of that, but all the other guys as well, who there was never anything more than a platonic friendship. We would be very affectionate, like cuddly and like we'd, we'd be really, that, that was just the kind of people we were. And I think that's probably because that's the kind of person I am. I, quite, I, I, I am very affectionate. I'm really touchy. Um, I, I, I think I'd be more cautious of it now because obviously I think that would probably not look right yeah. if I had friendships like that still. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's a bit of self-awareness, isn't it? Yeah, and, and respect. I think yeah having respect for boundaries if somebody's in a relationship or I, I just think there's this is the thing that's like what defines a relationship as opposed to a friendship and it's because if you're in a relationship with someone it's because you have the physical um side of things with that one person that you don't have with other people that's what differentiates you I think the only that is probably one of the only things that that technically differentiates you is that you have a physical relationship. And I think if those lines get blurred and you have physical tendencies towards other people, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how comfortable I am with that. I guess a lot of it comes back to like what you would do and where you would draw a line for yourself. Yeah, for instance, if it's in a, in a jokey way or in a group situation or if it's, you know, circum circumstantially, you know, I think there's, it's not particularly just black and white but I think there are definitely lines that can be crossed without it just being you know you don't have to have just slept with someone else for it to be crossing a physical line mm. I don't think do you think you can be friends with an ex yeah I do I'm friends with my ex yeah it took a long time it definitely took a long time um I think you can be friends with an ex if friendship was a massive part of your relationship you know I think so for me for instance I'm very good friends with an ex who we had a really good friendship the romantic side of things just didn't it didn't work out and the relationship broke down and it did take it took years um but I would definitely consider him a friend I care about him I like him um but we're just not together you know, he's with somebody else. Um, but yeah, at this point, I would definitely consider him a friend. So I think it is possible. It's definitely possible, but it is hard. And it's whether it's worth it, I think. Is it worth having that person in your life as a friend? You know, he's certainly not someone I see every day, but I, I, I would happily meet up and grab coffee or have a chat on the phone, you know, without it being anything other than friendship. 
Yeah, I think I'm I'm friendly with a lot of exes. And I think when I was younger, because the relationships weren't as deep, I could be friends with an ex a lot easier. I think it depends what level the relationship was. Like if it was like depends on how it on why it broke up why you broke up, I think. Or Mm. like what state was the relationship in when you broke up? Was it how you know, what happened? Why did is it did you break up because you just didn't like each other? And at that point, what's the point in being friends either? If you just don't like each other. Or if you broke up because one of you was really shit, like well, what's the point in in having them like keeping them in your life? I don't know. I think it's I think you need to ask why. Why do you want to be friends with this person? Yeah. Like for for me, there are like so some of my f- friendships that I had, I I love them as a person and I consider them, I, I would really value that friendship. And I think that's like a healthy perspective. But I think if you've, if, if that person, like I know I can't be friends with John. Yeah. Because it hurts too much. Yeah. Because, not because of the fact that, you know, he was the first or whatever. I mean, literally when I say he was the first, it was probably like two minutes. And I don't, I don't think anything spectacular even happened um but the anatomical first you could say um (laughs) but I, I don't think I could be friends with him because I miss the friendship too much I miss what we were when we were 16 I don't miss him as a person I don't miss him I I don't I I just I think I miss the lost years of friendship that we had because of a really stupid thing. Yeah. And there's no reason why I would be friends with him now. Yeah. And you can't recreate that either. No, because we're not 16 anymore. No. It would have to be, you'd have to almost start a completely new friendship. Mm. And why would we do that when we don't live near each other? We've yeah. got similar friends, but that's, that's it. Yeah. Um, so he's the kind of person I'd be friendly with, but um, I, I definitely think it matters about like how deep the relationship got, what the ending circumstances are. I find it really weird. I don't know if if you are the same, but I find it really weird seeing your parents, like, and the different relationships parents and even grandparents have with their exes. Well, this is really. I was actually just thinking of my grandparents. So in my so my mum and dad are still together. Um, don't really know about exes. My mum's parents were together until my grandma passed away. My dad's mum and dad um, were divorced before me and my sister were born. My grandpa had other wives. I think he's married three times. My grand being the first, his first wife. But growing up, my sister and I always knew them as Gan and Grandpa, who were always together. So they were divorced, and Grandpa would have other wives. But they were still, in our eyes, very much together as grandparents. There wasn't really a separation between... They didn't live together. We knew that it would go, we'd go to Grandpa's house, and there's another woman there, or we'd go to Gan's house, and that she never remarried. But um, then when... Particularly when Grandpa had then divorced he was no longer married to anybody he was always just around her house 
and they would be like com companions to each other. You know, he'd he'd come round. Um, I'd be at her house, and he'd, he'd walk round in the back, and she'd go, "Oh bloody hell, here he comes!" You know, the old bugger, and she'd she'd act like she was really pissed off that he'd turned up, but she wasn't. She loved the fact that he was there, and they were complete companions to each other. But yeah, they they had divorced years ago. Like I said, he'd been remarried, but they just remained this these yeah. And I I love that like. Alan's parents and my parents are very different. My parents aren't, they're friendly when they have to be, but they, there's, they're not friends. Um, it's not a comfortable situation for us as kids to have them in the same room with, even despite they've got, they both remarried. Yeah. Um, however, Alan's parents, his mum and dad, uh, they're both remarried as well, but his mum and dad are, I would say, from an outside perspective, they they are friends. Yeah. They, you know, he'll come around to her house when the kids are around, around Christmas time or, or whatever. Like, he'll, he'll pop around when his daughter's down. And it's not awkward. It's just kind of like a, they, they have a laugh together. They really laugh together, you know. Yeah. They can really enjoy each other's company now because they've had so many years apart. Yeah. And I think... I, I just find it really fascinating because I don't know if it's like an, as you, I, I, th I definitely think an age thing has to do with it. Absolutely. De that is definitely an age thing. Um, because my grandparents, as an example, right, strap in for this one. Okay. So my, my dad's parents, my nanny and my granddad, uh, they divorced when my dad was young so it's grampy and nanny who's my grampy is my dad's stepdad and um granddad always just had girlfriends he's always had girlfriends ever since yeah. and um basically what happened was my granddad so my dad's dad and my dad's mum, my nanny were living together in the same house my nanny met my grampy who's my dad's stepdad on their first date he proposed oh. He came back to the house, said to my granddad, I'll buy you a half of the house out. I'll look after the kids. Just, I want you to leave. And that was that. And my granddad and my nan didn't really have a great relationship. They were okay, but it wouldn't be like, he wouldn't be invited round as such. And granddad had all these different girlfriends. And he's always, he's had one girlfriend for a long time now who's lovely um but when he was younger he had quite a few he was a he was a man about town you could say my sister once went round to his house and was absolutely mortified because he started talking about all the women he'd slept with <laughs> and she was like never let me go around to granddad's house ever on my own again um and uh, there's no chance of him listening to this so this is fine yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so obviously we lost my nanny and Nanny died in March and in at the end of kind of July, my grandpa had met somebody else who he married that November. And it turns out that this woman, who's lovely, used to be the girlfriend of my granddad. Oh, wow. So that's like two women that my grandpa has wow. taken off my granddad. 
<laughs> like I, 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 there's, and there's, I, I think when, yeah. I mean, especially when, when, when you're that age, I don't think there is any overlap at any time, which is quite fun. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Um, but I think when you're that age, it does become a companionship thing. Yeah. I mean, my, my mum's dad, so my granddad, who, this is the, um, my nan, so my nanny and granddad were together until she passed away in 2010. And they were like that classic, you know, the, they were just constantly together. And the, the story of their relationship was so romantic, you know, um, living in London and going on dates, you know, when London was so romantic and clean, clean, yeah. <laughs> and um, just this really beautiful marriage. Anyway, she passed away and my granddad went, he, he, he will say himself, he went, he went nuts. He lost his, he lost his mind for a good couple of years, just trying to, or just, you know, grieving, completely grieving and not knowing how to live without her. And we were really, really worried about him, not knowing how, how he was going to cope without her. But he now has a girlfriend who lives opposite. So she's always lived there. They've lived in the same house for about about 50 odd years. And she's lived in that house for about 50 odd years. She lost her husband, he lost his wife, and they started going, I think they started going salsa dancing together, or maybe table tennis or something. And this was maybe four or five years after my nan died. And I think actually we did find it quite hard seeing him with somebody else in, in that kind of, you know, companionship. But it wasn't, you know, uh, romantic. You know, it was this, she, she's his girlfriend. And I don't know if we're allowed to say girlfriend or not. I don't know what the sort of situation is. But it was what was really funny was about a year ago, um, I was, this is when I was living on my own and my mum came round and he came round and my mum was counselling us both on relationships. So I was sat there upset over a guy and about dating and, you know, um, oh, I, do, I don't know, I don't know, what, what does he mean by this and what does this mean and what, why, do, why do I feel like this about it? And my granddad, my 85-year-old granddad is sat on the other side of my mum going, well, she said this, dear, and I'm not quite sure how to interpret that. And <laughs> What, what does she mean when she says she wants her own space on a Tuesday? Because on a Wednesday we go to table tennis. I'd quite like to invite her around for dinner on a Tuesday, but she prefers to watch Strictly on her own or, you know, whatever. <laughs> it was like my mum was giving the same relationship advice to me, a 28-year-old 28, 28 girl sat there crying over a boy, and then my 85-year-old granddad sat there confused over uh, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. It's just, it just proves that it doesn't matter how old you get, it doesn't matter how much life experience you have. Like, men and women will never understand each other. No. no. They just never will. It's no. not going to happen. No. But I think one thing that my grandpa said to me that, that I'm never going to forget, and it's something that I see in Alan. After she died, he said it was just after, and the only people there were me and my grandpa. And my nanny was there, but obviously she wasn't there. Yeah. And he was sat there and he hadn't said anything for hours. And he just said, she was my best friend. 
And that's really stuck with me. And it also made me just think, everybody talks about relationships, friendships in these massive, huge, I mean, especially relationships. Oh, he took me on this date. We've got, we're, we're such an Instagram couple. Like, you know, we go on these amazing dates, we do all this and this and this. But it's the friendship, I think, that is, because you can be attracted to somebody. You can be crazy attracted to somebody. And you can, you can have the most exciting life. But take that, take the looks away. Take the exciting life away. What do you have? And I say this to Alan all the time. I'm like, take, okay, we've got all this stuff going on, but if it's not you and me versus the world, and if it's not us as best friends and together, what are we doing? You know, this, like, they, they, this has to be the thing. And I think... It's, I think also it's like, if you look at two situations, so you take two people, one, you could go and do all these amazing things. You could go on extravagant holidays. You could get all these amazing gifts. You could be... Yeah, an amazing Instagram couple. You could be on paper amazing, or there's somebody else who you could sit in a cardboard box with. You have absolutely nothing, and still have an equally, if not better, time in that cardboard box. That is what I want. I want somebody who I can just sit in a cardboard box with, mm. <laughs> you know, and be happy. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy it. Yeah. I de- like I think that if my friendships have taught me anything it's that that is the basis for any relationship yeah. like and I think I, like especially now that I'm we're married and we have a house and we have all the the boring life stuff it's the friendship that ha- that makes the difference yeah because that's what keeps people, I think, together. And I think that's because people get so distracted in life. I think, I, I personally think that's why a lot of people end up breaking up is because they don't spend enough time actually focusing on their friendship. Yeah. They focus on whether they're sleeping together enough or whether they're going out for dinners enough or if they're like making enough money. Yeah. But I also think that relationships aside, I think that if I can have if I can get to the end of wherever I'm going and lose god forbid I, I want to go first but if I lose Alan I will have a friendship that is there with my female friends that yeah. will support me yeah. because that's when you really know you're going to need it because you've lost one of your best friends and yeah. you need that don't you yeah definitely we got really deep. I didn't mean to get deep. Yeah, this is meant fun. to be like a fun situation. Wow, I feel really emotional. Wow. I've not, not going to lie. I feel like I was going to cry a few times this, this yeah. whole podcast you episode. You do. <laughs> really how that bit about um, when you said you, what your granddad said about best friends. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Obviously very emotional. I'm yeah. blaming the weather. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's nearly dark. I know. I mean... Friendship is so, you could unpick it for days and like all the different types of friends that there is, all different tiers of friend and whether, and like how, how would you, I guess actually one thing that I, maybe we could end up on, how, 
how would you break up with a friend? How would how- I break up with a friend? I'd just unfollow them on Instagram. Oh, That's going like- for the jugular. <laughs> you know. No, um, oh, it depends. It depends. It would depend on why, but it would probably be like a, oh, I don't know. How would you do it? Normally, I, th- I know. Well, what I tell you what I'd like to do and I tell you what I will do. I will let it fizzle out. I will let a friendship fizzle and fade. Yeah. And I just wouldn't, because I'm, I've always been the kind of person that will text you first, who will see how you're doing. And a few years ago, I made a decision to stop doing that. And I lost a lot of friends, but I needed to do that because I was always the one giving myself to everybody else and not getting anything in return. Um, so uh that that's how i know i would do it i would i would let things fade away and fizzle out how i'd like to do it is i would like to punch them in the face (laughs) (laughs) you fucking what uh no i i'd like to you know when um in on instagram or facebook or whatever and you know when like a cat or a dog has been really naughty and the owner writes on the piece of paper and puts it on them like I peed in my brother's bed and stuff like that. I'd like to do that. I I am a I am a fair weather friend. Stick it on. Take a photo for all to see. <laughs> yes. I did not consider your needs before mine when I was at McDonald's the other week. Yes. Well I did I did not consider your feelings when I went to a barbecue instead of your wedding. <laughs> yeah that's how i'd like to do it i yeah. think i think i could um i could get on board with that but i don't the problem is you'd need the other party to be willing unless you just superimposed it oh definitely superimposed i think that would be a good way to get through a friendship breakup yeah as with everything humor is always the answer always humor always thank you so much for yeah, you. today i love it we have to think of the, the next topic for next time. Yeah, definitely. Slide into uh, Liz's DMs, not yeah, mine. Do. Don't DM me. No, I'm joking. DM me. Follow me. Follow me. <laughs> follow me. Follow me. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe we should do this every now and then. We'll pick a topic and just go to town on it. Yeah, maybe you should get people to decide what topic they want to do. Yeah. yeah. If you've got any ideas, DM us. I think we should do a whole episode on being ginger. Oh my gosh, yeah. 100%. We should use Tim Minchin's theme tune as well. Only a ginger can call another ginger ginger. <laughs> Perfectly executed there. I had a different tune in my head. I don't know why. This is probably right. No, I don't think it is. When you sang it, that made sense. I had like... Da, 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 da. Oh, no. Musical. <laughs> it's yours. Probably. Still in the drawer, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to know what we're talking about, head back to the episode where Liz comes on and talks about Killers Anonymous. Um, but that is us for today. As always, make sure that you follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle has changed. I went for it. Um, it is at mjandrew. Uh, follow and subscribe to the podcast tribe talk and give us those five shiny stars and don't forget to follow liz as well spam her with many many dms and friend requests where can people find you 
uh, Instagram, it is Elizabeth Morris underscore 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 and Twitter. I'm relatively new to Twitter. Elizabeth Morris underscore. Couldn't fit the S. Fab. Yep. So um, make sure you follow us. We will hopefully be back with another topic soon. And um, as always, subscribe, like, rate, review, do all the good things, make me feel good. And um, we will see you again next time. Bye. Bye.